We're talking NFL prospect wide receivers on this first segment of many segment spotlights for Sweep the League. But before we get into anything, I've got to bring you a very special product. Let me ask you, needing that all-natural flavor, energy-boosting drink, which supports a healthy immune system? Well... You need to pick up Special Leaf Tea, which is the original olive leaf iced tea. It's an energy-boosting drink without the use of caffeine. Hey, man, they got four amazing flavors right now. Pomegranate Blueberry, Tangerine Ginger, the ever-so-popular Hibiscus Blueberry, as well as the original flavor. It's straight-up olive leaf flavor. Guys, you're going to love it. It's the healthy, healthiest drink you could drink out there. Head to their website now, www.specialleaf.com, to order your drinks today. And these spotlight segments are brought to you by Special Leaf Tea. So without further ado, we're going to bring in a writer for First Round Mock. And you can go to firstroundmock.com. William Yanish uh, he's a, he is a writer for First Round Mock. We, we appreciate you joining myself and Rock here on the Sweep the League segment. William, I, I'm sorry I had to wake you up so early in the morning to do this, but we appreciate you because I hear you're on the mountain time. Am I correct on that? Yeah, for sure. Colorado boy here. Colorado rock, rock you you know all about Colorado you're about the skiing and all that stuff <laughs> yeah dude I went to Colorado last summer in Brackenridge super fun man I mean that's the first time I ever seen snow um it was super fun and I realized I would not want to be living in snow every day so I don't know how he does it that's bs because we had snow in San Antonio a few years back so don't give me the bs about the first time you saw snow up there it was legit snow. Legit snow. It was it was snow down here. It was legit here too. But we're not gonna waste any time, man. We're gonna take we're gonna talk to William about some wide receiver prospects. Now the NFL draft coming up here uh in 2023. One of the more exciting NFL drafts that's actually gonna be happening. Looking at overall the draft-wise, I mean, you've got some some definite game changers. You've got some instant impact players. Obviously, you've got Will Anderson out of Alabama, Jalen Carter out of Georgia, the top two guys. You've got some interesting quarterbacks that are going to be in the top, uh, probably top 12, maybe drafted. We're going to go over some of that later as far as the Texas teams goes because we are in Texas. We have to undoubtedly talk about Houston Texans and Rock's favorite, the Dallas Cowboys, which uh, congratulations on another failed season, Dallas Cowboy fans. But before we get into anything like that, William, wide receiver prospects, man. You have an article out about Josh Downs out of my my favorite school, the University of North Carolina. I think you have a pretty highly touted on Josh Downs. I've got him kind of right around that third round pick for me right now. What do you see with Josh Downs out of North Carolina? All I've seen is, I mean, it it doesn't matter uh, who his quarterback is. I mean, you know, my article is 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 called Josh Touchdowns. You know, I mean, that's that's what he does. Whether it was Sam Howell or you know Drake May, I mean, this kid is just explosive. I mean, he comes off the line and he's got to step on everyone. And he lays it out, I mean, on a game-by-game basis. You know, I mean, this kid is is he's something special. You know, yeah. the only the only yeah. concern is – go ahead. No, no, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. The only concern is, you know, his size. But, you know, as the as the contact uh, rules for contact, you know, have, have changed. You know, 
wide receiver prospects are, are definitely getting lighter, you know, and faster. And I mean, he, he definitely fits fits in that category, you know. I mean, he is he is my wide receiver one. Period. You know, I've done evaluations on Quentin Johnston, and it's it doesn't compare from what I've seen on film. So you're hearing it here first on the sweep the league, you know, talking to William Giannis here with Josh Downs. I mean, he's got him as wide receiver, his wide receiver one. I, for some reason, you know, with Josh Downs for me, I see, a, I see the potential there. I really do see the potential. I, when I compare him, you know, to a similar NFL comparison, I like to compare him to more like a Brandon Cooks right now. I mean, he can get deep. He can definitely get the long ball. Uh, he's got the slant route down. I love what he did with Drake May. And like you mentioned also Sam Howe as well. I can see him definitely as being a wide receiver one on a team. Uh, Quentin, you know, the one thing about Quentin Johnson with TCU is a lot of teams look back at one one guy back in way back drafts. We're talking Randy Moss, people passing up on Randy Moss, including Rockies team, the Dallas Cowboys. He's got that big play potential. There's a couple of other guys. Jordan Addison, I really like Jordan Addison's game. I'm going to get you a guy here in a little bit that I really love. But one guy that I want to talk to you about, and just a quick, you know, brief thing on this, because I hear a lot of guys talking to me about him, is uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we've only gotten a small sample size this year of three games due to a hamstring injury. I've, I've seen him going all over the place. I've seen him going up and down. Some guys have him, you know, within the first 15 selections. I've even I've even had him in some of my mock drafts to where he's gone in the second round because of the injury. Concerning-wise with Jackson Smith, where do you kind of see him just falling into this draft? Well, I mean, falling into the draft, I'm not sure, you know, like he, he definitely has the potential. But, you know, like in 2021, you know, he was the third receiver with Ohio State, you know, and like you said, there there isn't much to look at, but what there is to look at, I mean, the kid is definitely, I mean, he's he's got it, you know, and besides the injuries and, and such, which, you know, sometimes cause a concern, you know, I mean, I would definitely say the top 45 picks. That's yeah, second round. I think a second round um grade right there would be good for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, explosive guy, really good receiver. I mean, before the injury, yeah, yeah definitely definitely wide receiver, you know, one coming into uh the draft, probably one of the most highlight wide receivers coming into this draft. So I think a second round pick was probably gonna be where we're gonna see him going. Um my thing too is I, I'm going to let Rock jump in here in a second, uh, but I just want to give people I I am so high on a guy out of SMU and Rasheed Rice. I think this guy is going to like fall to a team and I'm hoping he falls to an Atlanta Falcons team in one of the later rounds. But I think he's getting overlooked in Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Another guy out of Boston College is Zay Flowers. And these two guys, I think these are guys you can wait on. You hear about the Quentin Johnstons, you hear about the Addisons, and the Jackson Smiths, and even Josh Downs is another guy that's, you know, really high. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee is another one that get a lot of love. But Zay Flowers and Rasheed Rice are going to make 
a lot of offensive coordinators happy as well. We're talking to William Yanish of First Round Mock. You want to see his work and all the work that they do uh, for First Round Mock, head over to their website, firstroundmock.com. Rock, you got any wide receiver questions for William? Because I, I know you're you're dying to get into this damn Bijan talk that we were mentioning earlier. But do you have any questions wide receiver before I let William unleash the beast of Bijan? No, you know, I... Uh... Uh, before we get to Bijan, I really just want to know, um, just to kind of get a perspective of, you see these guys in college, who are the big names, like you said, Jackson Smith and Adiba, Jordan Addison, um, Quentin Johnson. Uh, I just want to ask William, you know, how does like a scout to a normal fan compare, like evaluating these prospects? You know, you think these guys with big names are the best ones, but then here you're telling me about Josh Downs, who wasn't really, <clears throat> really talked about, you know, Till this past season and last year and this season, like with those names, but how how does what a scout evaluate those prospects from the other from the other big name prospects compared to a normal fan? Well, you know, watching the film, it's like you know, Daniel Kelly and I, you know, my editor and she, the the film doesn't lie, you know, and watching them run routes, you know, seeing how good they are. At, you know how crisp they are in their acceleration out of cuts you know is definitely something to watch you know um like i said that's 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 just how you know i was doing this for years for fun you know just because i liked it and you know that that's how i evaluated them was just you know getting on youtube and checking out you know what they could do and you, 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 you just got to watch and see, you know, if, if they can hit the soft parts of the zone or, you know, if, if they can beat man coverage and just how, how often they're getting open, you know, their explosion, you know, like with um, Quinn Johnston. You know, I, I played back in the day and what I saw with him on film was that if he wasn't getting the ball, he wasn't being that explosive coming off the line. You know, as a safety and a linebacker, that's something that I would key on was, was watching him and, and seeing, you know, if he thought he was getting the ball or not. And that's my biggest knock on Quentin Johnston. You know, he's got all the physical attributes. He's got everything going for him. But, you know, I mean, I've even – gone to the point to call him lazy because of some of the film that I've watched and I've watched, you know, probably six or eight games with him in it just because, you know, I was so up and down because the games were so up and down. And I, I mean, that's just how it is when it comes to like downs every play dude is coming off the line. And like I said, he has to step on everyone. Yeah, and it's going to come down to, you know, combine as well, you know, uh, pro days and all that stuff. We we may see a shift. It's a lot of time in between now and, you know, the actual draft. We've seen crazier things happen. We've seen guys fall all the way down to the second round who should have been first round picks. We've seen guys, you know, that are mocked into second and third round picks, you know, go in the top 15. Josh Downs, I mean, I... 
I seen the uh, I've seen the tape on him, and I've watched him a lot play this year. Being a Tar Heel fan that I am, I watch a lot of Tar Heel games. I mean, he's impressive. I've I at one point I've had him, you know, just consistently going to the Giants uh, in the late first round. It makes a lot of sense to pair him up with uh, Daniel Jones, who I still think is going to be the Giants' quarterback after uh, starting to go into the next year. I, I think Josh Downs makes a lot of sense there for the Giants. I can definitely see him being that first round guy towards the end. But you're right. I mean, Quentin Johnson, I I have some some knocks on him, but this wide receiver class just in perspective, I think is it's a good wide receiver class. I don't see any great wide receivers in this draft class. You're going to have guys that are going to put up some huge numbers. You're not going to probably see a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson coming out of this draft. I think is that pretty safe to say, Will? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a few guys with, with potential and like you mentioned downs with, with, you know, Brian DeBall in New York and Daniel Jones. I mean, that, that would be a good fit, you know, but if, if there's somebody like Kansas city or, you know, somebody with a big arm quarterback going after him, you yeah, know, man. I mean, Kansas City, Kansas City with Josh Downs. Holy cow! Patrick Mahomes would be putting up some some serious serious numbers. This, I mean, he already is, and he's going to put It'd up be a Tyreek Hill all over again, man. Oh god, that's, that's yeah. who I had him compared to <laughs> in oh, my man. article. Is Tyreek Hill? So I mean. Well, Kansas City fans out there, Kansas City coaching staff, uh, all you scouts out there, you need to take. Uh, Take note of William here and take Josh Downs if he's really there because if you're going to get Tyreek Hill back, especially on a rookie contract, mm-hmm. you can definitely do some major, major damage there. Again, this is Sweep the League Spotlight. We are spotlighting a lot of NFL prospects here. We're getting a lot of NFL writers here. Uh, NFL draft coming up you know, for 2023 pretty soon here. We're talking to William Yanish over at a First Round Mock. You see all his work at firstroundmock.com. Hey, if you want to follow William... It's at Holly13Wood on Twitter. I, I Before we get in, man, I got to ask, how did that come up with right there? Because I was always typing in Hollywood, and I'm like, I cannot find this guy. And I keep forgetting. Uh, well, Hollywood is, is, is taking quite a bit, but I kind of got, you know, affectionately nicknamed that a while back. And, uh, you know, I've just, just rolled with it, you know. And, uh but every time, you know, you go to type in Hollywood into something, oh, that username is already taken. You know, yeah. 13 is kind of a lucky number for me, so. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. It, it's easy to get to now. Now I've got it, you know, cemented in my brain, so I know how to get it now. Hollywood. I was like, man, you know, let's kind of get it. But nonetheless, man, hey, you know, we talked uh, wide receiver prospects with William. We're going we're gonna to keep the spotlight going here. We're going to talk overrated and underrated prospect here, but one thing that is definitely, definitely, definitely you need to have that is it's not overrated, and that's special leaf tea. Four flavors, man. Pomegranate, blueberry, tangerine, ginger, the ever so popular hibiscus blueberry, and the original flavor, hey, it's olive leaf tea. It's the super greatest natural drink you can drink. Special Leaf Tea, head over to the website, www.specialleaf.com to order your drinks today. Again, sponsors of our Sweep the Lake Spotlights and Sweep the Lake Podcast. 
We are here with William Giannis of, like I said, at firstroundmock.com. Most overrated prospect, most underrated prospect. So I, I know where your overrated prospect is going. Let's do your underrated prospect first here. Who do you have as the most underrated prospect coming into this draft? Jay Tanner, Fresno State quarterback. Nice, he nice. Is, uh, I mean, this kid is accurate. I mean, he, he throws with touch, and I mean, he, he, all he does is win, you know? Nice. So you got Jake, Jake Hayner from Fresno State quarterback, who's your most underrated. And it's funny because I've got an underrated quarterback as well. And he's not too far from uh, Jake Hayner. I'm talking Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Ooh, now, I like Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee for me is, and, and I'm I'm specifically spitting out this, this team here, Minnesota. Trust me, Minnesota. You, you want to go and get a Tanner McKee here. West Coast offense type guy. I really, I would really like to see him in Minnesota or another team that can give him, you know, the opportunity to run, you know, that West Coast offense that we we have seen in the past years, especially with the 49ers. I mean, I love Tanner McKee, good arm. You know, I think he has a lot of holes that need to be filled, but Tanner McKee's my most underrated. Give me a little bit more background on Jake Hanner out of Fresno State because he was one guy that I looked at. He's also one guy that I had to think like this guy could jump really high in the draft given the right circumstance. Yeah, you know, I mean, his size is, you know, he's the same size as uh, Bryce Young. You know, he needs a few cheeseburgers to, you know, like I said in my article, mm. to, you know, hit a few hundred pounds. But uh, this kid, I mean, He's the first that I mentioned to um, my editor, and she's Jan- Daniel Kelly. And I mean, he wasn't too high on him. I mean, I, I think he gave him a third round grade, something like that. Um, but I mean, I actually ended up comparing him to um, Brock Purdy, you know, and. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty good. Uh, that's that that's kind of a, a a bit for for what I did, you know. And I I, I, I want to see him coming up in the uh, senior bowl practices. Yeah, that'll be you know, good. That'll be what good. Do. I mean, that that that's what I'm going to do is you know spend the week, you know, binge watching that. <laughs> See yeah. what I can come up with. Oh, I totally understand yeah. that. And Brock Purdy, we all know Brock Purdy's doing a he's doing an okay job in San Francisco. He's okay. He he helped beat the Cowboys, which is a bonus for me. Oh, I know yeah. that for a fact. Not you, Brock. <laughs> I know not you. Brock Purdy, yeah, I, that's a great comparison with Brock Purdy, man. Um, overrated. Now, I, I I'm probably gonna mute my mic for this, but I I totally see where you were coming from when you mentioned your overrated prospect in I really kind of agree uh, in some circumstances with it, but give everybody your most overrated prospect heading into the 2023 NFL draft. University of Texas, Bijan Robinson, six foot, 220 pounds. Um, you know, watching, watching him, there's, I'll just say it straight out. There is nothing special about him. I mean, 
he doesn't run with great power. He, you know, has some speed. He is a little bit shifty, you know, able to, he's had some good runs, but that's in college. You know, I've also seen him bottled up at the line of scrimmage a lot. And he is so up and down, you know, going uh, in 2022 versus Kansas, you know, 243 yards, four touchdowns. And the next game versus TCU, you know, he has 29 yards, no touchdowns, no catches. And then the next game after that is Kansas State, and he – 209 yards a touchdown, you know, two catches for 34 yards. But, you know, he's pretty one-dimensional. He doesn't catch many passes at all. And I just don't see a lot that stands out about him for everybody, you know, that everybody has him in the first round. The the comparisons to Saquon. I mean, I've seen nothing but Saquon Barkley. And I'm going to be real with you, man. I don't see the Saquon Barkley comparison at all? No, like not at all. Barkley is, you know, can be (laughs) explosive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just not Robinson. I mean, there's not a whole lot there. And the league now, you know, there is so many like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, positionless players. You know, that can line up anywhere on the field. And, uh, you know, Debo Samuel. I mean, there's Cordell Patterson. There's Alvin Kamara. I mean, that that is the fad that's going on now because of the league, you know, shifting to become more of a passing league. You know, they want more point scores, more exciting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I see him getting obliterated by, you know, you know, DBs because his pass protection is not great. And when you're playing college ball compared to NFL ball, these NFL guys are quicker, they're stronger. And I just see his pass protection getting his QB in a ton of trouble, ton of trouble. That That is for sure. I mean, there's, it's, you know, his blocking is comparable to the power that he runs with, which isn't much, you know, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't see him doing much at the next level. I mean, there is, like you said, the, the game is, or <laughs> the speed of the game is so much, so much faster. And yeah. I just don't see him. I wouldn't have him on my draft board anywhere. You know, I'd let somebody else, you know, a different team go ahead and take him. You know, yeah. Yeah, how how surprised are you, Rock? Because I know you were one guy that was, you know, probably taking Bijan number one in mock drafts to the Bears or something. I mean, you're so in love with Bijan Robinson when he's not even compared to the Bijan mustard, in my opinion, right now. He's probably second round for me. Um, I don't really see any running backs that are going to go in the first round. But go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor because – you're the Longhorn of the group. You're the fan. I'm gonna give it to you. What's up with Bijan, man? No, you know Bijan. Uh, I do agree that Bijan was up and down, but I mean you also have to factor in that they were cycling quarterbacks and the offensive line is dog shit. I mean, excuse my language, but it was very bad in, in at UT, and he would actually make the most out of what he could do. He's lead, he was leading 
the conference and yards after contact. But I mean, I do agree that Bijan's pass protection was also very bad, and that was something that he addressed coming into the season, and it got better as it went on. Um, Deshar Choice, former Dallas Cowboys running back, was a big proponent of of telling him what that he needed to improve on that, and he recognized that. But regarding his pat, you know, his work in the past game, he did show some um, vision in the past game today, uh, this season. Uh, it wasn't really a big proponent of him just because when he had Casey Thompson and Hudson Card cycling through, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian wasn't really us- utilizing Bijan a lot, and he was just trying to force, you know, the ball down to Xavier Worthy. So it was just kind of a lost cause, and, you know, Bijan would get cycled here and there, but then he would get, he would get hit a lot. So you'd, you really wouldn't see him get through that contact, but, I think Bijan will be fine in the NFL. You know, whether wh- wherever he goes, it's going to be a scheme-related thing. He is a, he is pretty shifty, like like William said, between the tackles. But the cause is a concern. Of, you know what his speed outright is. You know, I I think people are saying he's probably going to run around like a four four, which isn't too bad. But I mean, you know, you you need that that running back that's going to beat those defenders on the edge and gap. But this man is a man child in the sense, but. I don't think he's going to go first round necessarily because you kind of been seeing NFL teams sway away for drafting running backs in the first round. You know, hence the Cowboys they went and drafted Zeke. And it's kind of funny now you know, he, that everyone's mentioning Bijan here because you know Mel Kiper had mock uh, drafted the Cowboys and Bijan saw it and he just laughed and he said it'd be a blessing to play for the Cowboys. But I mean, wherever he goes, he goes. But I mean, I I personally love Bijan. You know, love Roshan Johnson coming out too. But I think the one running back that I'm really happy about is Jameer Gibbs. You know, it kind of gives me an Alvin Kamara type S. Um, you know, and as we all know, fantasy football rules the road, and I'm in a dynasty, so I'm probably targeting Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs in fantasy. But nonetheless, bullshit. Because I'm in the same league, and if I I'm drafting higher than you, because I was terrible this year, thanks to you guys. <laughs> you guys screwed me in that league, so I'm gonna screw you in that league by drafting these guys. Well, I mean, I love them too, but this running back class is pretty deep. I mean, William and you probably know. You know, you have Tank Bates be coming out, uh, Zach Evans, um, the Zach Cabernet coming out, and. There's some pretty good, pretty good guys coming out, and I really like it. And it's kind of cool, you know, me where I followed recruiting a lot, and like when they Longhorns got Bijan and seeing that class, and then it's kind of cool just seeing how they progress over the years and everyone coming out, even wide receivers, man. You know, everyone was hyping up Raheem Jarrett coming out. It's just kind of cool to see, you know, you following them. Those prospects just go into the NFL draft, though. But Bijan will be fine, but it just really depends where he lands. Yeah, I think that's the key is where he lands as well. One one guy that you didn't mention because I know you're such a AM lover here as well was Devin Achain. Oh yeah, I, I love Achain, I, my bad. I, I he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Actually, William has an article, I believe, out on him on firstroundmock.com. Um my latest. The latest one, right? You got the latest articles on him? Okay, so yeah, hit up firstroundmock.com, read that article on uh, Devin Achain from uh, Texas AM running back. Good kid. I think it's gonna be a solid kid. We're gonna go to the. We're gonna get to a couple of picks here for the Texans and the Cowboys. Uh, we're in a little bit out of time here, but I want to just mention a couple of running backs here that I've got circled on my uh, mock drafts in the later rounds. Um, Chase Brown out of uh, Illinois, one guy you need to watch. But one kid that doesn't get a lot of love right now, and I don't know why, was Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky. He was. You know, he was uh, the back mate with uh, Will Levis there. Levis didn't have a really good year at all. Didn't really help his stock. Actually hurt it, in my opinion. But Rodriguez was there still putting up some numbers. I love what he did this year. Could be a really good steal in the later rounds. Rock mentioned Zach Evans out of Ole Miss as well. I think this running back class is 
pretty good. It can go pretty deep, but it's it doesn't scream first round talent. There's there's no way. A lot of these guys probably going to be second, you know, to fourth round guys. But even at that, with this this draft being, in my opinion, a really massive defensive draft, you're going to see a lot of defensive guys go in the first few rounds. But nonetheless, you're going to have a lot of great uh, running backs available there. We mentioned a couple of them already. Again, this is Sweep the League. Uh, talking to William Yanish. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Holly13Wood. Firstroundmock.com. You can catch all his work there. Appreciate him for being with us. We we're gonna before we go, we gotta let everybody know here. Because we are in Texas and we woke William up, he was in a deep sleep dreaming about the NFL draft here. We got to talk Texans and Cowboys. Now, Texans have the second and 12th pick as we speak as of this recording. They are in prime, prime condition to make a massive amount of upgrades. 12 picks in this draft. I'm going to be releasing the Texans mock draft that I did uh, earlier today. So I'm going to let you know a heads up. It, it, it's pretty, pretty amazing how I was able to draft for the Texans. Uh, they need to hire me ASAP if I was to land these types of picks. But they're sitting at 2-12. and 12. William, Texans at 2, and they have the 12. Which way do you see them going with those two picks? I'm going to give you my ideas. And we'll see if Rock has any. Before we get to the over-beloved Dallas Cowboys at 26, well, who do you see the Texans have at 2-12? and 12? At 2-12, and 12, uh, 2, they have to take the quarterback, whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I mean, that's... That's the leader of the team. You know, they have to get somebody in there. Davis Mills is in it. And uh, that's, it's, 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 it's pretty simple. At 12, you know, they have to build from the inside out. And, you know, it, it, it's got to be in the trenches somewhere. You know, who they take. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, you probably would be there at 12. So maybe at 12, you're looking at, I mean, if you want to go in the trenches, you can probably go Peter, Peter Skarinski might be there as well. Um, Paris Johnson might be there. If you want to get somebody on the offensive side, defensive side, man, that's, uh, they could go cornerback possibly. Maybe even a Joey Porter jr. Might still be there around that time. Um, trench wise, man, I don't know offhand. Who would probably? I mean, you're not looking at maybe Miles Murphy not being there, unless he drops. Um, kind of early to reach for a Felix out of uh, uh, K State, but yeah, I guess. I mean, it's going to be nonetheless. Do you see that maybe if Quentin Johnson there taking Quentin Johnston at twelve? I could see that because you know uh, Brandon Cooks he isn't happy there. And not many I mean, people that, are. That shows you know well, yeah, and. Uh, They've they've definitely had some issues the last few years, but you know they fleeced you know the Cleveland Browns and got a ton of draft picks from them. You know you mentioned Jelly Porter Jr. You know I've written about him before, got an article, and you know the way I see him, he's not he's not the number one shutdown corner. You know I mean what I've seen is if if I were a coach, you know I would line him up, you know, against a tight end, you know, to try to get away from that mismatch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see what he can do because he's got good size, you know, six foot two and his arms are, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, freakishly long. Yeah. And that's that would be my idea if I were a defensive coordinator and I were in a, you know, and he were on my team. And uh, Miles Murphy, he, I, I feel he'd be a good choice. I haven't seen a whole lot on him yet, but what I have, I mean, I think that's a pretty solid pick at twelve. Yeah, you can even him. you can even see like a Keely Ringo has been dropping on a lot of boards. I don't think Houston, if he's there, I don't think they would necessarily take him at twelve. I think there's better prospects. One, well, one guy that could be there that I really like on the defensive side is Brian Breesey out of Clemson. He's kind of right there between that, you know, nine to 13 range. I mean, they could solidify something there, but I'm going to give you my thing here with the Houston Texans. I'm going to leave rock for the Cowboys because he loves the Cowboys. Apparently he's been a Cowboy fan since forever. So I'm going to leave him for the Cowboy stuff, but in my, I'll give you a heads up on my latest mock for the Texans, which I did. A, I did a seven round mock for them. I had them, passing on a QB because I am firmly believe that one will still be there at 12. And even at that, I don't really see them. I don't see them taking a QB because again, March 4th, March 15th is free agency for the NFL. I really feel a hundred percent that we're going to see Derek Carr in a Texans uniform. And because of that, if that happens, Houston has their QB. I think they're going to probably end up going more than likely Will Anderson if he's still there or Jalen Carter if the Bears decided to pass up on Jalen Carter. Well, they're going to take one of those guys to get that defense uh, squared away. Then they have so many more options. I mean, you could go with a receiver to pair with Carr. You could go with, like you said, uh, someone in the trenches could be a Paris Johnson, could be a Peter Skorinski. Uh, there's going to be so many opportunities there for Houston to take. But not only that, 12 picks, man. They They – they can this is one of those drafts where you can really change um the outlook of your team i.e i hate to bring this up rocky i'm sorry but you know what it was beneficial for you with the herschel walker trade getting all those draft picks in the same thing they got from you know a uh cleveland they can really do some massive damage with this draft in 2023 moving right along we got to get to the cowboys here before we go cowboys at 26 william who do you see them don't don't tell me you're giving me the Mel Kuyper shit where they're going to take Bijan Robinson at 26. Wow. There's got to be a better prospect there. As soon as you're done with that, we're going to let Rock jump in, and then we're going to close the show out here. So give me your 26th pick for the Dallas Cowboys, the idea that they may do. Oh, that's that's a tough one. You know, they have they have talent all over the place. However, it, they just can't seem to glue it all together, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean... Um. Oh, that that's kind of rough, man. Um. Even if you have a position, like what position do you think they would may want to take? What position? Yeah, what position? I don't know. Um, cornerback, please. Probably somewhere in the, in the secondary. You know, they have a bunch up front. You know, they have they have good linebackers. You know, in them, and. uh it would it would probably be in the back seven, you know. Um, I hadn't even really thought about it until you just asked me that question. So that's what we love to do. We love to put people on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> 
If, you know, you're, you're right. It could be a defensive guy there. And I know Rock is screaming for cornerback, I'm sure. I, I'm going to let oh. Rock give his his uh, perspective on that since I, I'm just going to say, Rock, they if the guy is there, Cowboys need to take him. And th- there's two guys that I've got circled. And they're not on the defensive side. You know why? Because the defense really wasn't their damn problem this year. Mm-hmm. And they need to solidify something, and that's that damn offensive line. Cody mm-hmm. Mock out of North Dakota State. I've been screaming his damn name for Cowboys fandom for the last couple of weeks. And you know what? If you're giving me the bullshit about Cody, you know, Cody Mock, no, you're you're not you're not looking in the right spot. But one guy that I circled extremely more than I did Cody Mock is a guy that they need to really consider. And it's John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Basically center. You remember Travis Frederick Rock? And I'm I'm not talking about the Travis Frederick that was flushing the wipes down the toilet and busting everybody's pipes. I'm talking Travis Frederick in the trenches at center. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah, dude. That guy's an absolute beast, Hall of Famer. So why not go get a John Michael Schmitz and make it a Travis Frederick type of year? Man, no, and I and I agree. I wouldn't mind, you know, solidifying the O line because it's kind of iffy. Well, you have at center right now would be would be it as. I mean, he did show, you know, some some game in him, but then it's just like the O line, you know, like it, you still have Zach Martin just toughening out there, man, hell of a guy, and you know, God forbid he gets hurt, but I mean, it's just, I always hear like every week you just hear the O lines banged up, or you know, they're bringing a Jason Peters, and it's just like. Yeah, he's cooling up, but man, like you got to find a feature. You know, I'm thankful that you know Tyler Smith had a hell of a season this year. You know, he did have his mistakes. He's a rookie, but you do got to invest in that O line, and and I'm for it. But you know, a lot of fans, Cowboys fans, are like, oh, like let's not do O line. Let's get the splashy pick. You know, let's go wide receiver, um, let's go corner or whatever. And and I just feel like I don't know what's really gonna happen. I mean. Yeah, they do need help in the corner because you got to find a next guy next to Trayvon and even maybe a guy that's better than Trayvon. I mean, Trayvon had a pretty crappy season and pretty crappy playoff performance this year. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts have them going Joey Porter out of Penn State. Wouldn't be surprised. You know, it seems like the Cowboys are in love with Penn State guys. You know, uh, I see them going with either Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon or safety at, uh, Jordan Battle out of Bama. Would not be surprised at that too. But I kind of just want to gauge y'all's opinion, you know, it, do you feel like it would be the most Cowboys thing if they went after a wide receiver at 26? <laughs> it would be the most Cowboys thing to take, you know, a wide receiver or if they do what Kuiper does and take Bijan Robinson, they're going to be having to buy more TVs because of the frustration after they're busting their hand and their TV every single season because Bijan is not the answer. I I'm totally agree. I totally can. One guy you can think of. I'm gonna let William finish off the show here with the Cowboys part and maybe give some ideas on where they should maybe go. But it's a couple of guys rock, and these are guys that don't get a whole lot of love right now. But they could be second round guys because Cowboys got a 58th pick in the second round. You got Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. He might be there. Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse. Even an Eli Ricks out of Alabama. I mean, these guys are there. They're still. I, I mean. There, there's so many good cornerbacks. They're not great. They're serviceable. You know, I think, you know, pairing them up with the digs could be good as well. But guys that you mentioned, the safety class is kind of iffy right now for me. So um, going safety route would be a little tougher for me. William, we're going to let you end the show with some Cowboy talk here. Rock poses a question. Ideally, you know, which maybe way you go. You said defense as well. We kind of threw a little bit of options out there. We'll let you, like I said, finish it off here for the Cowboys. Well, that's one thing when uh, Rock was talking that I was thinking about was, you know, if Joey Porter is still there, 
No, I mean, would that be a viable pick? I mean, if, if they go defense and first round, you know, or cornerback, that's it's, it seems like a real popular choice this year. You know, then, you know, in the second, I mean, I feel that they would probably go offensive line, you know. Like you were saying, you know, with the wide receiver thing, Jerry Jones is actually kind of kind of predictable, but I don't see them doing that. Um, you know, there's a kid out of USC, you know, in the second round, maybe, uh, uh, what's his name? Andrew Voorhees. I was remembering that because of Jason Voorhees. But anyway, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> there's definitely, definitely a, a lot of options. You know, it's like these teams tanking, you know, or people talking about it to get a better pick. Well, you know, when you're a good team, I mean, and a good GM, you don't tank to get good picks. You just pick good players. You know, you, you figure out who you get and you do your research on them. And, I mean, I, I do feel that if Joey Porter is still there, that would be a good pick. And that's a good position for him because he's, you know, not a true number one. You know, I mean, he's going to, probably get quite a few uh, uh, pass interference penalties called against him. But, you know, I mean, he, he's, he's pretty physical that way. But he doesn't, you know, getting into, like, the run, he he's not into run support. You know, he's always right around it, but he doesn't, you know, jump in there and, you know, try to lay someone out, you know. And that's that, that's one problem I see with him. But, you know, I do, I do feel that, you know, cornerback is a good choice. And, you know, in the second round, then go, you know, offensive line. Hmm, and, okay. I mean, that's one thing. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not too high on Dak because, you know, he <laughs> doesn't win big games. <laughs> and, and, you know, he starts throwing interceptions, you know, like he did against the Niners. And uh, yeah, it's terrible. So. Dak is terrible. <laughs> we are. I've, we've been saying that for a while. Rock knows it too. Dak's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I want to yeah. know. Uh, you know, it's kind of a you know transitioning the conversation before we leave. Who, who's your NFL team, William? The 49ers. Oh, oh I didn't know that. This is awesome. <laughs> this makes for awesome radio. <laughs> like, this is why he's been happy. You know, he's been chill. He hasn't really showed it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe the Broncos said, I feel bad for him. But he said 49ers, man. Oh, no, 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 not the Broncos, man. I was out in California when I was a kid. I'm a Colorado native, but, you know, my dad was a salmon fisherman out there. And, you know, growing up since I was three years old, you know, watching the 49ers against the Rams, the 49ers against the Raiders, you know, that Joe Montana was my idol growing up. And that's now, now. Now, what are your odds? You know, how are you feeling about your winning odds tomorrow? I feel good, good about it. You know, that whole team supports Brock Purdy, and he. One way I judge a quarterback, or you know, in evaluations and such, is by how he knows how to use his tight end. And him having Charlie Kohler, you know, at Iowa State. I mean, he. Those two had the same same kind of report that Kittle and Purdy have in San Francisco. 
you know, and I definitely, I definitely feel good about it. And, you know, if I had to say it, I'd say it would be a 49er uh, Chief Super Bowl. I like the Bengals, but the Chiefs have had, you know, that whole conference, you know, locked up for a few years. Dang, and, you, uh, you were close to the Super Bowl prediction because it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a 49er Bengals Super Bowl. It's gonna take me to the days of Montana and Boomer Esiason, and that's what that's, that's what I want, you know. Because I remember watching that. I was seven years old, man. Yeah, you know, and that game, and then next year against the Broncos. I mean, Montana. I mean, he just shined, and you know, it, as much as I was trying not to say it. Because you know Montana is, you know, a god. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I I see a, a little bit of Montana in Purdy. You know, just the way he plays and the way, you know, his, his confidence. You know, he doesn't get out there and he's got that quiet confidence. But you know, I mean, it, it, it's like that one play. <laughs> he's running out there to the left and. He throws that little high step into his <laughs> into his run, and man, that had me cracking up. I would really like to see the Bengals go, though. You know, I mean, Burrow. I mean, he's he's definitely a good quarterback for all the knocks. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming out of college. I mean, Duke can ball. Yeah, and I think and, uh, you know, uh, with the Bengals part, it's the fact that you know. Uh, Nobody's going to understand or realize how much Tyreek Hill has missed until they see this game. This is going to be that game where you're going to see Mahomes. He's going to have a good game. But I think this is where you're going to see that Tyreek Hill missing piece for the Chiefs, not knowing even if Mahomes is 100% as well. So I think this is the reason why we're going to see a Bengals-Niners Super Bowl. And Rock, I'm going to tell you right now, if William's right, and Purdy, you know, is Montana-esque and the next Montana, your team is fucked for years, man. They, they ain't going to win shit. That's for damn it, sure. It, and, and I know we have, time's run out, but it's kind of crazy to see, like, you know, no one really thought this guy was going to do, you know, be what he is, you know, Mr. Relevant. But I really think, you know, people really realize coaching matters in this league, man. And Kyle Shannon is a damn fucking good coach. And him and his staff, and to transition to Mister Relevant on his third quarter. You shut your mouth about Shanahan. Don't I, give me the Shanahan shit. Hey, no. hey, I'm sorry. You know you, the Falcons just let him go. You know he should have ran. He should have ran the ball with Devontae Freeman. But you know Dan Quinn had other ideas too. So it's all right. Man. Screw both of them. <laughs> Screw both of them. <laughs> but you know you have to admit though, Kyle Shanahan is a damn good coach on his third quarterback. You know. You know, simplifying the playbook and leading them. And he does have playmakers around him, so it makes it easier. But a damn good coach. And if Brock Purdy leads the Super Bowl, it's going to be really interesting who's going to be the starter next year, you know, with Trey Lance, you know, Jimmy G, a free agent. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Brock Purdy gets elevated and what they do with Trey Lance. So we're going to... What we're gonna do is we're gonna bring William back in uh, sometime soon. And we're gonna, we're gonna have him and Rock go on this Niner-Cowboy tandem here. And I'm gonna just sit back and it's gonna kind of be like the Skip Bayless, uh, Stephen A. Smith type stuff. Let them go back and forth. On <laughs> nah, he's Skip, stuff. dude, I'm Shannon, man. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care who is who. I'm just gonna let y'all go at it at the, at the next uh, meeting that we have up here. But 
William, hey man, I appreciate you jumping on with us here on the spotlight segment, basically spotlighting the wide receiver class for the upcoming NFL uh, draft here in 2023. Again, if you want to follow William on Twitter, great follow. He's at Hollywood, Holly, I almost said it, Holly13Wood on Twitter. You can see all his great work, uh, articles written, all the uh, the great articles he's got as far as wide receivers on Josh Downs. Uh, we de- we mentioned uh, ah, we mentioned Devin a chain earlier. He's got latest article on that. Um, you can see that firstroundmock.com. Again, William, appreciate you joining us on. We look forward to having you on. We're going to be having Daniel Kelly on uh, this week as well. But again, appreciate you for coming on early this morning. Definitely appreciate it, man. For sure. I mean. You guys pop my cherries, so. <laughs> <laughs> Rock is good at that. If you don't know the behind the behind the curtain stuff, Rock is good at the uh, the cherry popping stuff. <laughs> 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 so for William, for Rocky, hey, again, we got to mention special leaf tea. Go get one of your special leaf drinks now. They've got four great flavors. Head to their website www.specialleaf.com to order your drinks today. Again, Rudy Compos Jr., Rocky Garza, William Yanish, a first-round mock. Join us here covering more. We're going to bring to you more mock draft stuff as well throughout the week and also more interviews coming up with a lot of guys from the mock draft world. So for Sweep the League, this is Rudy Compos Jr. signing off. See you all next time.